three, two, one, action. What's up, Pack? We are here for another episode of the Ask the Pack Leader Show, number 41. One. Today, and today I'm excited. We have two very special guests. One is Angela from Deserving Dogs, and we have our guest today who's gonna be asking questions is Jaden. And we'll get your um, your Instagram and stuff when we go to you, Jaden. But let's go to Angela first. Angela, welcome to the podcast. For those of you who don't know, Angela and I know each other from working with Caesar. Um, we've been colleagues for a long time. Uh, she's been on numerous of our podcasts, uh, or I guess our Instagram Instagram lives we've done. Um, and we want to have her come on today because I know Jaden is getting into the dog industry and learning. Uh, I figured Angela would be a great one because she's done a lot in the dog industry, especially in rescue, and would be great to get advice from. So here we are with Angela. What's up, Angela? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. <laughs> so for those, for the rare people who don't know you, do a little bio on you and then let's explain who Angela from Deserving Dogs is. <laughs> the rare people. Um, <laughs> So uh, my Instagram handle is Deserving Dogs. Uh, my business name is Not Mentor, and I also have uh, a CBD company called Free to Be Freddy. I mainly foster dogs with special needs. Uh, I was a vet tech for 14 years. Um, I had a lot of medical background, and then I got into uh, a lot of like shelter training. So I used to work with dogs at shelters. Um, I've handled thousands and thousands of dogs now at this point. Um, and then I got more involved in like pack walking, dog training. And now today, um, you know, 11, well, 12 years later of really getting into this, um, I foster for a lot of different rescues here in Los Angeles and I volunteer for them. Um, I'm going to be volunteering at a County shelter so I can help them like evaluate their dogs and work with the more challenging dogs. Yeah. Um, but I just help and rescue. I love to help dogs who need help. What do you think is, I, I, and we were just talking before the show starting is how I want to get way more involved in rescue now and help, help that community. What is it that you see as like the biggest issues in the rescue community right now? Because you're someone who I definitely respect in that community. You're, you're in that shit deep. So you, you've been to a million shelters and rescues and adopted dogs. You keep all these type of special needs dogs with yourself. I see you all, I'm watching it all. It's amazing to watch it. People don't realize, by the way, just one special needs. Like, like we were talking, Nito, Nico got neutered. And for me, I'm like, oh my God, like dealing with him right now with like the surgery, it's like one thing and it's my dog, you know? So only imagine yeah. like having, you have three-legged dog, different, I mean, the amount of things you have, it's amazing to see. So what do you think is the biggest like issue in rescue right now? What do you see as like a huge issue? Lack of education. Yeah. I've been to rescues outside of the country, inside of the country and multiple states. Like I've traveled to Thailand, Romania, so many different places, and there's just a huge lack of education, um, especially education with dog psychology. Yeah. So trainers come in, you know, they try and help the dogs, um, but it's like nobody really understands. A lot of people don't understand dog psychology, and I feel like they need to start there first, especially in just evaluating these dogs right. because, you know, evaluators will come in and they mean well, like they have good intentions, but they don't know enough to be saying like, you know, this is the energy of this dog and what it's going to be okay around. And also the dogs are under a lot of stress when they're evaluating them. So it's kind of unfair to the dogs, you know, some of them kind of get deemed like what's called rescue only. So the public can't come in and adopt that dog. The dog has to find a rescue to go to. And if it doesn't within a short amount of time, it gets euthanized. Yeah. So it's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I would agree with you hundred percent. It's education. And I would say also it's, it's, 
like you said, a lot of people don't know, but there are a lot of people who in this in the world who believe they know. That's the bigger issue to me is they think they know the thing. So they're like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You just give this insecure dog a ton of affection and love, right? Just do that and he's going to be great. It's like you're doing actually what's worse for the dog in that moment that you could actually be showing love in a different way, which is like, how about helping them out of the kennel and getting them to build some confidence and walking, you know, things like that. But I agree like that. So I'm, that's why I'm, that's, that's the big reason of why I want to get to the rescue world is to, is for the education purposes of it. Like me and Adam talked about little things of like, I want to just go to the local shelter here one day and get a dog and vlog the whole thing, the whole entire thing. What am I looking at? Why? Why did I pick that dog? So to see the way this guy is looking, the amount of info we'll be able to give of dog psychology itself will be huge. Another video, tell me what you think about this. What to do with your dog on the first day you bring it home. Like, how is that video not made? Like, <laughs> so we're going to make that video. I'm going to make a long freaking video on that. And it's free. I'll give it to the world. Because education to me, like, people shouldn't be paying for it. I'm like, no, I'm going to give that information away. If you want my time, then I charge for that shit, like, privately and stuff. But even this is like, we're doing time and everything. And there's no, it's, it's a, to me, we have to be able to educate because there's too many dogs dying right now to not educate the world on what to do with them. Because education can't be the issue. It has to be like, you know, if it's people being lazy or whatever, that we can deal with. But just not knowing, they got to at least know what to do. Because if they don't know, how can we really like, you know, tell them they're doing something wrong if they don't know, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think people don't realize like the moment you are in front of a dog, they're learning who you are. They're studying you. And what do you want to represent long term to that dog? But I think a lot of people don't really think about that in the moment, it's very emotionally charged. You know, you're saving a dog, it's really cool. That's right. It's exciting, it can be emotional, but you kind of have to learn to like put that aside and say, how can I be here for this dog in a really healthy way right now in this moment? And I think it's really challenging for people to you want to do that. Right, well, uh, because of like, the, they're also using the, the how they use the, their, with the word love. Like, oh, I wanna show him love from the beginning. And they're just using showing affection as love. But I'm like, well, Petting a dog at the wrong time to me is not showing love. That's confusing them, which is not love. They're, they think they're coming from that place. To me, real love is putting in the effort and spending the time to understand dogs and educate yourself and realize the responsibility of taking an animal, an individual animal into your home who doesn't have a choice to leave, by the way. It's like, you know, like people are doing this shit. It's wild to me. It's like they're getting into a relationship, right? Getting a dog is getting into a relationship. So they go online and they're like, oh, uh, I like that person for my relationship dog, right? I like that. Come on in. And then now we just stay together forever. And the dog's like, I had no fucking say in this. I don't even know like who you are, what the deal, you know? And then we just make it happen. And then if that human doesn't like it, they just get rid of it or euthanize it. I'm like, wow, yeah. some relationship. But God, imagine the dog say, hey, can I like break up with my human? Because so many of them would be saying it. Can I dump my human? I don't want to be with this person. But he, and then the people go out to dinner and look at how much he loves me because he's just showing pictures and shit. But they didn't walk the dog in the last like three weeks. Yeah. You know? So I, I agree. It's the education is the biggest part of it that we have to help. And that's what I'm trying to do. I know you're trying to do it. Let's go to Jaden because I know she wants to get involved in this shit and start educating the world too. So welcome to the Ask the Pack Leader, Jaden. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for inviting me. When you invited me, I was like, what the Yeah, heck? that's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just, just thank you so much. Well, welcome, welcome to the Aspect Leader. And what are you, what, what questions do you have for for Angela and I? 
on your journey? Because I know you've been getting started with working with dogs. I've been watching. So, okay, let me give a little background on Jaden is she was following our page for a while, obviously following Caesar first, right? Then came to our stuff, would comment on our thing. So I started following her, started watching her stuff. And every now and then I'll shoot her a message and just some tips or some ideas, or she sent me something she has a question on. I help her with certain things. I did that well, a while ago. We, we posted something to follow you because you're starting on the career and all that. So that, just so anybody knows the background on Jaden. So Jaden, how old are you? I'm 17. Awesome. And just getting started. Damn, I started working with dogs when I was 29. So you have a little bit of a head start on me. She says she got started <laughs> like at 12, though, or wow. 14. So even more of a head start. Yeah, yeah. So um, you've seen my, my Black Lab Axel. I got him when I was 10. He was a puppy, eight weeks old. And then we had two other dogs at the time. We had a terrier and then another lab. And then right around when he was like six months old, he attacked the terrier over food. It was like a full on like dog fight. And then it just like went from there. And obviously there was a lot of underlying issues. Like obviously we're the cause of that, but that's like where the first um, like actual like fight happened. And then after that occurred, like a few times, I realized that whatever we were doing was wrong and it just kept making this so much worse. And then so I like went online and was searching like, how do I break up a dog fight or how do I stop aggression and such and such. And I first found like a, a positive only like YouTuber and I didn't even know positive only was a thing. <laughs> it was just like any advice I could find, of I would course. implement it. And so that's what I was doing. And then I didn't even realize it, it wasn't working. I just moved on to like the next piece of advice, which was dog whisperer. And then from there, this probably isn't like, like, this is amazing. It's great. But I had no parental supervision with any of this. So when I was 12, just from watching Dog Whisper, I was able to feed those two dogs like right next to each other, mm -hmm. the, the two dogs that were fighting. And like, that was like insane that, that I was able to do that. And then I just kept going from there. And then when I was 13, so four years ago is when I found you. And then that was extremely helpful because the stuff on Dog Whisperer, that's like the foundation. It's really great. But what you showed was like the little, little pieces that mm -hmm. like I was kind of missing. And then that propelled me even more. And then I, I talked to you and you were like, homie, you seriously need to get professional help. Like you cannot go any further on your own. And then so we found a trainer here, worked with them for like a year and a half. We had like 12 sessions. That was really, really good, really helpful. And then July of 2020 is when I started my business. And then that was crazy because now like I get a dog and whatever I was doing beforehand, it's not working anymore. It's like, oh, shoot, what do I do now? Right. And then I, I go and like ask people like you of like, what, what should I be doing with this dog? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And so, so much learning once, like I got my hands on all these different dogs, it, it's been crazy. And I love it so much. Hands on. That's why I always, you know, <clears throat> I always tell people like that, you know, you probably see me say it lately on my Instagram. It's like, don't just take my word for this shit. Like, don't just under, don't just believe what I'm saying. You got to go apply this so you can feel it because the feeling is the understanding. Angela will tell you this for, for sure. It's being around them. So theory is great. Like learning and like reading and watching videos, all that shit's great. That's intellectual world. You need that. But the instincts and the feeling of it is where you actually have to be with them and understanding and getting that feeling. So what questions do you have for us, Jaden? 
How can we help you on your journey? I, <laughs> I have, I have so many. So I, I took your advice, like, like you said, to post like more about like my personal journey. Um, okay, and I, let me just say I, about that. Let me just say, so, so I, I thought, but believe it or not, I do go through the people. I see what everyone's doing. And if people are putting effort into this thing, I put effort into them. So I saw Jaden putting effort into what she's doing and she's giving instructional videos and things. And at one point I said to her, I said, Hey, it would be a good idea. I think to do more of explaining your journey because that's different, right? Like you just giving information and teaching dogs about dog psychology. That's cool. And it's very important to do that. But I think also sharing your journey as a 17-year-old of how you're getting involved with dogs, who are you following, who are you listening to, something I found was very interesting and then I tried it. Like that, I think, would be an, a great lane for you for aspiring dog people who are out there. Because it's one that there's a lot of aspiring dog people. They don't know where the hell to go. So you have a lot of information of your things that you've done. You know, I started with this. I, I tried the positive thing. It didn't work for me. And then I did this. And then I did this, you know? And helping people with that along the way, but let's go into the questions. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I have I have a bunch of of different questions. They're more um, very specific to to my dog. Some of them are. Good. Um, so the first one is about Axel. So that that's the lab that was previously like aggressive, reactive, getting into fights. Um, and believe it or not, he was in like like fifty different fights, and it, it was like crazy. Is he, um, is he a UFC fighter by any chance or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like 50 and now? Yeah. Like Khabib. He, he, won, yeah. he won every single one of them. Yeah. So he's got, he we, we got, we got to schedule a fight between him and Mayweather for the battle of the undefeated. Then. Yeah. No. He won all the fights. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So he had issues with, with possession stuff. Yeah. It, the bottom line was insecurity yeah. and there, there's still some insecurity there. Um, but right now, like, like he, he doesn't get into the fights anymore. So first it was fighting, then it was just the overcorrecting. Um, and then now it's more like normally he, he doesn't like overcorrect or anything like that. That that's been like a year that he hasn't like overcorrected, which is um, amazing. Great progress. He still can get insecure with some dogs, um, but he's able to be around more dogs and like feel confident and, and like, like be good in that area. He's not fully rehabilitated, but that that's kind of like the process that we've gone through. So where are you at now? What, what are you having issues with now? Yeah. Yeah. So they tend to just be like, like smaller details of things that I don't necessarily know exactly how to go about it. So the first thing is, so he tends to be a little bit more anxious. He can't like, go all the way to zero. I mean, right now he's at zero, but that's just because I'm doing nothing right now. Mm -hmm. And then just, just sitting here. But so like in the mornings he can like spike in energy and it's, it's minimal, but I notice it. And I'm like, I, I'm kind of comparing it to Ruby, my Anatolian shepherd, who I would say she's a balanced dog, really, really good. And, and she doesn't really care about me getting up in the mornings. But so like, like, let's say as soon as I get out of bed, like he'll, he'll like get up and, and she's just still laying down. She's like, whatever, I don't care about you. And even in the past, it was like, if I had, if my alarm went off, he would like get up. And, and then there's, there's more to this too. Um, as soon as I like walk out my door, sometimes he will be a little bit pushy behind me and he'll like, like hit me a little bit, like with his muzzle. Um, and then same thing as we walk up the stairs to go upstairs and then through that door. Sometimes he's just like kind of right up on me. Yeah. And 
I, I don't know if that's if I'm being too picky on that. Is it improved? Um, he, yes, he has improved because I've worked on it recently um, with with making sure that he he chills out. So yes, it's definitely definitely improved and he's he's so much better than he was before he used to be bouncing off the walls no matter what and like running through the house and just psychotic do you have any questions angela right now um no i mean like from steve's point of view he can give you more of like right training type information than i will but yeah, behavior. Thank you. Behavior. But give yourself some fucking credit, Angela, please. Like yeah. you know, the dogs you worked with, and like she like, knows you know, her you know shit. a lot of shit. She's like Angela. Oh yeah, like all Steve will do that one, and da, da, da. yeah. But then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then off camera, she's all cocky and shit. Yeah, off camera, she's got like fucking she's eighteen dogs, and, like like all different legs and things, and da, 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 and they're all listening. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. Anyways. What question would you? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> what questions would you have for her on that? I will say like from, okay, I have a lot of dogs here and the mornings are challenging. Like I have to really be good at multitasking here because my dogs can't walk. You know, a lot of them, like I have to assist. There's six of them here that I have to physically assist to get outside and you know, they have to go to the bathroom. They're old, whatever. And so the mornings it can be noisy here, but what's really important for me is to think about how I feel when I wake up. You know, how do I feel to start my day? Do I feel anxious? Am I rushing? Things like that. If I just stop and slow down and kind of breathe and really focus on me and not so much, like, don't worry so much about what the dogs are doing because the more I focus on it and the more it annoys me or however I feel that morning or the more I need to rush, you know, the they're going to change and what they're doing and how they feel when they're around me. So I can, you know, create things that I don't want because of how I'm feeling or if I'm rushing throughout the day or if I'm focusing too much on something that I want, you know? So really uh, just keep that in mind about a lot of it, especially when you start your day is like, how do you feel today? You know? And if you don't feel good, take a moment in your bed and do what you need to do. Like just take a deep breath, do some breath work. Like Wim Hof does breath work. You can get an app for it and it's really cool. And start your day with something that makes you feel really good and makes you want to go you know, help all of those dogs throughout the day. I think that's really, that's really good advice. And, and it's cause what she's really saying there is to be focused on your energy because what most people are going to focus on with your guy there, who's pushy and all that, what, what am I doing technique wise that I, or tool wise that I need to adjust where a lot of times you're focused with him and like, why is he still pushing? Why is he, I'm not saying you are doing this obviously, but something to look at yourself to say, what is he trying to communicate to me? What is he telling me right now? Let me, let me, so first, how do I feel? That's always what I go to. How do I feel? Uh, I feel calm. Or let's just say, uh, I feel a little rushed in the morning, actually. That's true, if I'm being honest with myself. Because when Angela said, how am I feeling? The, that, that's the correct question. The correct answer is the honest answer. And most people have a very hard time doing that because the ego is telling them, you're great. Don't worry about it. Even though you're waking up with fear and anger, frustration, whatever it may be. So being truly honest with yourself. And if you don't know, that's good. Start looking. Meaning like, how do I feel? I have throughout the day, how do I feel? I would just had a meeting with my trainers and I was telling them that throughout the day, I'm just going to be coming around and say, how do you feel? And you're going to have to know how you feel. And if you don't know, then let's stay there and figure it out and let's look and I'll look with you. Because if you don't know, that fucking dog knows for sure. I assure you, he knows how you feel. Because that's all I know is by energy, who you are. Really good. So I would be saying also the now getting into tools, techniques, 
is, is it improving when you're actually doing it since it's been, or you're feeling like you're plateauing, right? Is that what you're feeling like right now or no? Um, it, it has been improving. I think I just don't know like what my next step is. With there might this. not be, there might not be, this might be okay. the step and this could potentially be, don't take this the wrong way, but being 17 and growing up with a phone and knowing that shit happens fast. So that's something that I didn't grow up with. It's like where I'm a weird generation. I don't want to ask ages and shit, but Angela, you're around my age. We're, we're around the same age. We're, I'm 32. Okay. okay. So Angela's just what? So seven years or whatever below me. So then you grew up even like past me with the phone thing. Like I got a phone when I was 18 for my senior year and my graduation. It was a flip phone, Motorola StarTac phone. I know you don't even know what that is. Go watch The Sopranos, and it's the phone that Tony Soprano rings and flips open each time. It has no internet, no nothing on it. So what I'm saying with that is people don't realize how much that piece of technology is affecting the brain of a human. So the, the amount of time, while it's great to go on there and let me see, like, learn dog things and do stuff, my recommendation would be to find longer form content and not so much reels, TikTok shit, because the brain is yeah. going like this. Vroom, 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 vroom. And then you did this, right? And then it's like, let me go train Axel. Boom, hurry up. Boom. What you may not even realize is happening. So for me, yeah. you as a 17-year-old, even more so than myself, because look, when I grew up, we didn't even have, there was nothing to do besides go outside and go like tackle each other and hide in the woods and fuck around. You know what I mean? So we didn't really have this thing growing up. But now that it's available and you guys are growing up with that thing, I make a conscious effort myself to put that thing away at times and say, nope, I'm just going with my dogs, doing stuff. And as much as I possibly can, not go on that thing. And if I'm on it, I'm being conscious about it. So even little things like this, like if I'm going to go on YouTube, I'm going to go search for something on YouTube instead of going in YouTube recommended. And what does YouTube want to tell me? Mm -hmm. So I want to learn about, let's just say, excitement in dogs. I'm going to type in dogs excited training or dogs excited dog psychology da, 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 and do that stuff. I know I got a little off on a tangent there, but something to be aware of because it's one that people aren't even looking at. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I got to slow down. And they grab their phone and they're like, oh my God, you see this? I'm like, oh, what? And they're doing all these reactions and all this stuff. And then they expect to just go to a dog and all of a sudden be a calm, confident leader. Good luck with that. So this is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a 24-hour thing. Angela, this is one that I did with Todd last time. I don't know if he actually really like liked what I said about it, but I'm like, what about meditating like all day? So people think meditating is you have to go somewhere, right? To go meditate, escape. I've been talking about this in every one because I believe in it so much. Meditation can be you're walking with your dog and all of a sudden he's rushing and then you stop and look at it. That's meditating. You're in the moment. You're looking, what happened here? Let me take a look at this moment, what's happening. So you're actually seeing what happened. But if you're on to the next thing and rushing and all that, then you're actually not really in the moment because you're, you're already, I got to get on this walk. I got to go to work. I got to go mm -hmm. do this. I got to post later. I got to do an instructional. I got to talk about, then you're not actually living it. You know, so something I've been really making sure that I'm doing, no matter how much media and, th and I'm sure Angela does the same, is make sure that I make time for living the shit that I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Because if I'm talking about calmness and confidence and love and joy, and then I'm all I'm doing is, is like trying to make money and like rush and be on my phone and all that, it's a bunch of bullshit. I'm not even living the real thing. So like to me, mm -hmm. the real... Um, doing it or living it the real way is being with the dogs and living truly in the moment when you're with them. That's very hard for people to do because that takes, that requires focus, which is attention. And what is meditation? Attention, right? I'm being, putting attention to these thoughts that are happening right here. I see them. Wow. Look at that. 
Thoughts are a bunch of, it's just all things that are going and made up based on past creating future. There's nothing there for you there. It's like right here is where it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I know I went, I, I yeah. get going on these things. So there's certain top, top topics. I know Angela does is very into the Wim Hof stuff and the, and the meditating and all that, but it's just something that I've been sharing more of like this whole thing of like going to meditate and then living the rest of your day, like whatever to me, it doesn't make sense. Cause then you're not actually living mm -hmm. it. That, that to me is the practice for the performance, which is life. So you're practicing. How do I, when this thought comes in, that says, I'm not good enough. Let me look at that. Is that even, that's not even me saying that's some thought of some other person, some kid when I was in elementary school, I don't know, whatever. That's a bunch of bullshit. That's not even real. And then it's like, Oh, so I saw that. Now you let that go. It's gone into the air. See ya. That's what it is. I, I think, can I read this one thing that I came up with? I want to read this one thing that I did over the weekend. I said, so I said, we never read the book of us. You need to read that book. Each chapter, sentence, and word. The book needs to be read by you and nobody else. Not a doctor, a father, an influencer, a boss, a mother, a sister, a Hollywood star, a politician, a brother, a religious leader, no one. When will you start reading? So my point is, is like, we all have the book of ourselves that's been, that's been already written by others, by the way, in my opinion, up to this mm -hmm. point, and a bunch by us too. Well, let's actually yeah. read, in my opinion, our species is the only one that has to read that book to then move on and go forward. Because you got to know all that crap that you're bringing with you. And what do I need to bring with me? Do I need this person who told me I wasn't good enough? Nah, I don't need that shit. Because that's bullshit. Do I need this thing that says I'm too young to be working with dogs? Nah, fuck that. I don't need that thing. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's really what it is. Yeah. And then being able to be like, what do I actually need moving forward? Well, this thing I learned about dogs, I can bring that with me. This thing I learned about being kind to people. You know, this is what Yoa said to me yesterday, Angela, on the phone. He said... We have to be the example of kind front of the pack. Right. And I loved it. And that's I'm like, one. that's so true because most people in the world are thinking front of the pack when it comes to dogs and things like that as like this aggression and like making people feel weak and all that. So not that. That's not real leadership. That's not real front. It's being kind and being fair and being honest and being, you know, taking care of every member of your pack. Right. So getting all the way back to your question. As you can see, things get a little deep when we talk about stuff. But getting back to your question is checking your feeling. And how do you feel when you're doing that? Is he telling you potentially that you're still rushing it? I don't know. He could be. Is he telling you that you skipped the step of he wasn't totally settled at the top of the stairs, then you went down the stairs, right? So there's little things like that yeah. where a lot of times we go through the steps unknowingly. And that's why I was bringing up the phone and all that and your age, because that can be a factor that you may not even realize because that's all you know. Mm-hmm. But the dog yeah, might be yeah. saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know you're 17 and you grew up in America. I get it. <laughs> this phone, and but you need to slow down if you're going to have me listen. And also, too, knowing that this isn't just about your morning routine. This is your whole day. You right. know, so oh, where yeah. are yeah. you either nurturing that anxiety or you know, practicing, like, maybe are you rushing in the afternoon, but you're not in the morning. So it's not just about the morning when you wake up, you have to look at everything, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. And and definitely, like, with what you said, Steve, um, sometimes, like, when I go on a walk, like, I could be frustrated, and like, I need to just stop, yeah. stop there, and, and I see it. And then, and then, and then the, the frustration, sorry to interrupt you, but the frustration that you're feeling that moment is what you learn how to deal with in the meditation. 
Mm-hmm. Or you learn in that moment, then you apply in that moment. And even if you, look, my point is, is even if you're frustrated and you're having a really hard time with it, the fact that you see it is already like enormous growth. Like you're already changing your brain chemistry because you can see it. It's like, I see this thing. I know it's not me. This is something that I acquired in my past and my organism is doing right now. So I have to, the more I look at it, the more I look at this thing, the more it's going to dissipate and evaporate. The more I hide (laughs) from it and run away from it. By the way, you're not running away from anything because that just sits there and just goes around with you wherever. (laughs) You might as well just, oh, look at you. And that's like, ah, for anxiety, you know, or like fear. It's like, what's up, fear? And it's like, whoa, don't look at me because then you might get rid of me. So look at those things. Um, yeah, but that's a great point that Angela said. It's not just the morning routine. It's all day, every day. Because there's a lot of areas with my clients that they're like, we talked about like, the, I talked about one of the episodes, the big fires. They want to talk about all the big, he barks at the front door, he reacts on leash, and he tries to get out of his kennel. Did you notice that when you come in, you pet him when he was excited, when he jumped on you? Did you notice that he paces around the couch for like eight hours and you let him do it? Did you notice? No. So they didn't notice a lot of things. Those are the things that bring attention to... And how can you do that? It's like, wow, it seems like a lot of things we have to bring attention to. Well, you, you can see him if you're actually living in the moment. If you're truly living in the moment, you can see him. But most of us aren't. And it's a hard f- freaking thing to do. It takes a lot of effort to actually live in the moment. That requires looking at your past, dealing with that shit. Because look, if you're bringing stuff from your past to this moment, you're not in the moment. I don't care what anybody says. How can you truly be in it? You're bringing, the, you're bringing this baggage with you to the moment. When I'm with a dog, like this weird thing happens. I'm sure Angela can say the same. I'm probably you too, Jaden, right? When I'm with a dog and I'm truly with that dog, it feels like everything else is gone. There's nothing even there. People could be screaming at me over here and like this. Hey, this is all. I don't know. I'm there with that dog. So that's what, to me, the lessons that they really teach. If you want to learn how to live in the moment, be with a dog and really be with them. Really be with them. It's truly Mm -hmm. living in the moment. I think that's what makes the most meaningful connection between you and a dog, whether you're helping that dog and it's not yours, you're fostering it, it's actually your dog. It's just learning how to connect with them in a slower way too. Like even when people give affection, you know, there's not like a lot of intention behind it. There's not a lot of connection. Mm-hmm. What if the dog is looking in the opposite direction and you're petting it? There's no connection between you and that dog when you're giving affection. But if you're really like slow down and aware and in the moment, and you and your dog are looking at each other while you give that affection, it's so much more powerful to, to have that. That's like the mm-hmm. conscious loving thing. It's like, again, define love. I would just call it conscious affection. It's being able to like, I'm petting my dog and I'm aware that I'm petting them for this reason. I, th- I tell my clients, I'm like, if you're going to pet your dog, just know what you're petting them for and be yeah. aware of that because a lot of them go like this. I say, if, if you start petting them and realize, I don't even know I am petting them, that's a big piece of awareness. So what are you fulfilling by just doing this? Likely people are fulfilling these emotional needs that they have based on traumas from past. Let me just pet this thing and make myself feel value and feel good and whatever and deal with it that way. I'm like, that's one, look, that's one way to make a dog like a therapy dog. I get it. That's one possible way. But to me, there's a better way where you can both grow, which is maybe the things that help you of understanding dog psychology that you can do for your dog actually can get rid of the other shit that you're, you're dealing with. You know what I mean? Because the byproduct, mm-hmm. this is something that's been so fascinating to me because it was, I was the, I was the subject. I was willing when I was in a bad place in my life to go towards suicide and by myself, but not for Maddie, for another, do- for this dog that's sitting over there for that. I won't, but for myself, I will. That's wild. But by the way, cause it's, I didn't know myself. She knew my, who I was actually. So I was like, Oh, for her, I'll 
go do this thing. So that gave me this thing. This is, and I've been doing it for the last 12 years of, so if we can teach people about this dog psychology thing, it indirectly helps them so they don't have to feel defensive or it's something wrong with them or your anxiety and you this and you, no, no, no. Hey, so that dog deals with anxiety. So we're gonna have to slow down at the front door. We're gonna have to practice keeping them in place. We're gonna have to slow down when we put the leash on, make sure we wait for meals. Who's also doing that? The fucking human doing that thing, right? With the intention of I'm helping that dog and reality helping themselves. There, now you know what to do with your whole career, Jaden. You're done. (laughs) (laughs) So my point is, Jaden, to give you one of the greatest pieces of advice, start to learn yourself. Yeah. And yeah, the lucky, for sure. lucky for you, you don't have that many, that as many years as we do that we had to go figure out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's definitely going to be stuff there that you're looking at. And it's going to be, that's, the, that's a life journey though. I don't, I'm not saying that it's like, oh, figure that out and you're done. No, life journey of continuing to learn. Learning, open-minded, come from a place. Here, you want my well, amazing piece of advice? If I don't say so myself. Come from a place <laughs> with dogs of, I don't know. I still come from a place of like, I don't know. But up till now, based on my experience and the things I've seen and this is what I know so far, but I don't know the whole thing. I'm always open-minded. If some positive trainer said, hey, I can rehabilitate the most aggressive dogs of all time and I never have to correct a dog and all I used was food and it was done, I need to see that. Prove it to me. And if they prove it to me, I will be listening. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. I can tell you that with certainty, but... If it did happen, yeah. I would go watch that shit. And I would be the first person at that workshop watching them do it with that dog. Mm-hmm. So always come from an open mind and 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 learn everything. Learn it all. Dog psychology is the by far the best place to start. I mean, it's obvious. Learning, you're th- you're understanding the way the animal sees the world. How, you have to know that part first if you're going to teach it to do anything. Right, so understand the animal, then go into the training, which is like the tools and techniques. You're gonna do a combination of it when you're doing dog. This is where people get all twisted, where we say like, do dog psychology, then dog training. So they they think it's like, oh, so we can't do any training and we only do dog psychology. I'm like, no, the focus, the priority is dog psychology, and you will be doing leash work and things. Yes, I understand, but the focus is on the psychology of understanding the animal, building the relationship, a healthy relationship, obviously, calmness leadership, follower, and then doing some activities and tasks. That's training, activities, you know? Mm-hmm. What else? What are the questions you have? Okay, awesome. We got through well, one well, question. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're going to be standing for a long time. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I can see her swaying already. Yeah. <laughs> you're like swaying back and forth. All right of a sudden now. she just drops out of the chair. Yeah, she just falls. <laughs> <laughs> What else, Jaden? Go yeah. ahead. Well, well, thank you for that. I, I definitely, um, definitely am, am looking at myself like all, all the time, really focusing on, on like my my self work and not trying to like get like all these clients in. Like, like that's my huge focus right now. Um, well, let me say one more thing about the stairs too and all that stuff. You could do an activity where you walk your dog and you do one step at a time. That's yeah, a yeah, one. yeah. Than that. That's so hard for so many dogs to do. Is like go to one, then you get to the stairs and you stay there, make a, and then one step, stop. We'll do Take that a deep all breath, the time. relax. Yeah. You're gonna see him want to go back up or go down. Mm-hmm. Nope, right here we stay. One more, da-da. One more, da-da. People then this is what everybody. How that's gonna take forever. Well, so who's the problem here, my friend? Yep. That, 
Yeah. We do that with yeah. Nico all the time. Yeah, I have to do I have to do it with Nico. Because if I don't do it with him, he's like like in the dog park, like three hundred feet away, but, but, but as the door opens. You know? <laughs> do you do you do that like every day with Nico or Yeah. Oh uh, no 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 oh, the step by step thing you're talking about? Yeah. No, that that's when I that's when that's when I get awareness that I'm noticing him doing some faster movements. I, I literally said to him today, I was, ru- I was going in the house, something fast. I was doing something. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but I was like going to the do something and then go across. And then Nico start, get, jumps up and he starts like, and I stopped right in that moment. I said, relax, bro. I'll go back to your place. And I said, thanks for reminding me. Because <laughs> he's just reminding me, uh, Steve, here you go again in your New York mode. Like you think you're in fucking Fifth Avenue again? Like slow down, dude. You know? <laughs> So that, so he, they taught me again. That's what I, I, I was, I was using the word use. It doesn't sound good. So I started using utilize. I'm utilizing the dog for that. They're helping me. Those are my, those are like my therapists. I really see it that way. And I'm their leader in the animal world, but then they help me learn about, they're teaching me about nature. Let's put it that way. I can go to humans and figure out all this shit about human world and money and power and all that shit. Yeah. Business, all that, whatever. They are the ones who are the teachers of nature. So while tech and everything in this world is bringing us more this way, more towards technology, more towards indoors, more towards VR, going into another reality, all these type of things, dogs are like, can we just go enjoy this reality that you've never even fucking experienced, people? Just a, just a yeah, that may be something you want to consider. So that's what I'm saying is like, that's what we have to do as a community. And I'm happy to have you part of our, of our community now to be able to help people see that part. Fine. If you want to go get money, power, fame, go do it. But do not forget about this. You need this shit, or else you will live in total disorder, and you'll never even live life. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Now I'll go into your question. I'll try to like actually let you ask a question now. Okay. Awesome. So this this other part was kind of like with the first question that I, I didn't really say, um, and this is why I kind of specified the mornings. So like when I go up the stairs, I will let him outside. We have like a fenced in yard and I let them go use the bathroom. Um, and and I, I wait, make sure that he's calm, make sure door open. It doesn't mean go through and you walk through calmly um, and, and you go out calmly. Um, but when I come back to the door to let him in, he's, he's already there. And when I come up and this, it's, it's almost always in the morning. Um, like, like in the mornings, it's like a hundred percent of the time, but this can also be other times when, when I let them out too. So when I come up, like, like he gets a little bit like excited and then like starts like whining a little bit. And then I just wait for him to calm down. But, but this, is what, thing, when you're, this is when you're entering the house. Um, no, no. So I've let him out. Well, when he's, he's coming in. So we have, um, like this one door and like, he can see me like, like it's like glass. And I let them out to go use the bathroom and then they do their thing. And then I come back to let them back in. And he's already been like sitting there waiting to be let in. And then I, I just wait there for him to calm down. So that that's kind of like the situation. Um, but like, he's pretty much like always excited there. And, and he definitely progress over, over the years for sure. But it's like- so How does he get inside? Like- how does he get inside? Um, like, how do I let him in? So typically what is all, all, well, I've like fluctuated between like, what the heck do I even do here? And like tried different things. Um, but I'll just go there and then I'll just wait um, for him to just relax a little bit. So he, 
he moves it and gives space himself and I haven't even opened the door. I'm like, okay, that that's good. And then I, I wait for his mind to calm down a little bit. Then I go and I open the door all the way and I just wait there. And then I call Ruby in first because Ruby is so chill and she's just totally calm and she's all the way over there. I'm like, Ruby, come here. And then if he ever gets up during that time, I'll close the door and restart and then I'll call Ruby back in. And there's progress with that. He like doesn't really get excited when, when Ruby comes in now. Um, and then I'll just, I'll sit and I'll wait for like the eye contact and, and I'll wait for him to be a little bit calmer and then I'll wave him in and, and I make sure to like do it slowly and not like fast yeah. or anything. And then he'll come in and normally he comes in um, calmly. He'll, he'll walk calmly. If he doesn't, I, I restart and, and most likely I probably didn't wait for him to be com- as calm as he could be. Or I don't know if it was maybe the release, and then that's when he got excited. Um, but then he'll come in calmly, and then if I then I'll shut the door, and then sometimes he'll spike more, or then he'll like start walking, and then then he'll get a little bit more excited and kind of like trot or go like like jog to like the water, and then like go to place. And my routine a few years ago when I was in school. Um, was to just let them out, let them in, and then I would feed them, and then I would feed them on place. And so he's like, place means like food. And I've completely like stopped that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, it almost feels like like he's like stuck in that, like this is the routine in the morning. This is what we do. You want to go, Angela, or no, mommy do? <clears throat> um, I, I, I would like, I don't know. I look at it as dogs are like pattern oriented, right? Yeah. They go through patterns throughout the day and they're learning what your pattern is. They're learning what pattern is, how to get on place or into the door, how to get food, all of those things. And so for me personally, if I had a dog like that and it was my own personal dog and I lived with it for a long time, I would do something to break that pattern. Like do something different with that dog. Maybe I would go put it on a leash and go work it a little bit outside of the door and then bring it in. Like just change the pattern somehow, you know? I mean, okay. Steve give more information, but that's kind of what I would do is uh, really look at what that pattern is. That's a great that's one. Kind of like- that's a big one. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that Angela, because that's one that I talk a lot about, especially with excited or anxious dogs is like breaking patterns. They love anxiety and excitement loves patterns. It's like, give me the thing that I know and I can just do it. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. always thinking about how can I like throw this dog off, but not so much throw the dog off, throw anxiety off, you know, like how do I throw this anxiety off that, 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 that brain doesn't know how to like wait, what? Like, I can't, I've never done it this way. I usually just go this way, you know? So the first thing I was thinking was what Angela said too, was, was about a leash, even putting him on a leash to let him drag a leash outside. And then he comes back and you invite him in. And then as he's coming in, you hold the leash. And if he goes too fast, no, go back out and then redo it. Make sure you redo <laughs> the whole entire thing. This is a good one for people to understand too, is I think you said you do it this way, but just to make sure. You're at the back door. Everything's good. You're at the point where you feel like he's settled. He's calm. You just go to open the door. Obviously, you don't want him to move forward when the door opens, right? Because we want him to still stay calm outside the door. So if you open the door and he starts to move forward, that should be no and send him back, close the door and redo the whole thing. So a lot of people make the error there. What I mean is they start to open the door. The dog starts to move forward. They go, no, stop him there with the door open and then invite him in. So then that becomes the pattern, which is, okay, got it. So I come to the door, you open this thing, I attempt to go in, you stop me, and then I come in. 
So you want the movie to be played exactly how you want it to be played moving forward and finish it with that movie. <laughs> yeah. So I would say the leash is another good one. I'm always thinking of ways to throw him off. Like if he wants to r- always run to his place and go with the thing, I would like have a longer leash on. And as he was like running to his place, I might just step on the leash and stop him right there because that abrupt thing might be like, what? Mm-hmm. And then you go, hey. And then you have to meet him with calmness there where you go, hey, buddy, come here. And you show him to redo it again and you guide him how to go do it. Mm-hmm. I- I've been doing that recently, like yeah. play and then break and then I will I noticed I was like okay he's doing really good with this I'm gonna give him a longer like more leash and then I'm just gonna say place and I'm not gonna guide with the leash or anything and then he's like boom because he heard the command I'm like no and then then I stopped him like trying to figure out what is it what's gonna make you go like flying to place and then work on it there so and and I saw your video with Nico and I was like I gotta do this like this is really good the transition one yeah, 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 with going off of place. Yeah, that's a good one. So that's, to anyone who hadn't seen it, it was one where sometimes people do a release on place and the dog like, boom, off the bed, which is not what you want because he's saying, all right, I'm done with this. Now go get excited in freedom. That's not what we want. We want him to calmly go. So I recommend it for any dogs that do that. And then you could do that with your guy too, by the way. Same thing, but do it at the back door. So he comes in the back door where he's about, where his brain is telling him, we continue on now and do this whole thing. All of a sudden you stop right there. And stay there till you're calm. So right as he you could go to the bed, stop there and relax. And then kind of go. I was going to say too, like dog trainers, I've said this a bunch of times, a lot of like obedience and like competition dog trainers will be like, I can't believe how sloppy Nico is. He is like, he doesn't sprint to his bed. He doesn't do perfect downs. He doesn't do sits and perfect heels and all that shit. And I'm like, I know, but he does all those things. He does them pretty calmly, and I can put him around infants if I feel like it. Puppies, kittens, all animals, all people, grandparents, whatever. And to me, that's more important. That's what real people want, right? Do you want the yeah. dog who can do all the perfect physical positions, but, ooh, don't bring a child there? <laughs> it's like, who wants that? doesn't make sense to me, but yeah. Whatever. What else? Do you have a... Yeah. Then the dog is, like, living in excitement there, and they're not healthy. It's, yes. it's not good for them. Yep. Yeah, it's, 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 again, like I would say, going back to what I was saying for that dog, the other thing I would be saying is how much pressure are you putting on yourself to get this dog to a certain state, right? Like, cause he's my dog and I get to get him really good. Cause a, a lot of people new in the industry yeah. do that. This guy, when I had Maddie in the beginning was like, I'm going to go show Caesar how well-trained my dog is. I'm going to be on, and I was on top of her probably over the top with training, which fucked up my energy with her. Cause I wanted her to be perfectly trained, which means I was coming with an anxious yeah. energy about training her. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, yeah, that dog's trained, but you got to work on the relationship. And I'm like, what? <sighs> yeah. I was like, but that was the greatest day of my life to be honest. And I was like, cause that opened my mind to the whole thing of like, what do I need to really be working on? What? Oh, so this is not so much about even, even then I was studying dog psychology and I was still like the dog, the dog. Yeah. I got to be calm. Okay. I got it. But not really understanding how much it was about myself. Truly understanding that. That's why a lot of the conversations, a lot of the content we're doing, it's coming back to the human and, and strategies and things you can do to help with your energy. And that was the whole purpose of this show, by the way. Like in the beginning, I said, let's do it where we can bring on people who have been doing this shit for a while and they can talk about the things that have worked for them in their career, what things they've learned, things that, you know, we can bypass things that don't work and stuff. 
and help newer people in the community or help people who are just asking questions. There's dog owners, new people who are getting into the dog business, someone who's been in it for a long time, someone who has business questions, someone who, whatever it is. And this is what an example. Wow, what a crazy theory of the world could actually be. All through dogs, by the way. So we're living it right now. Imagine there's three of us right here, but imagine like the whole world did this. We were all just, how can I help you, Angela? How can I help you, Jaden? I don't know. How can we help you, Steve? Are you doing good on your journey? Do you need anything? Great. Uh, do you need anything, Steve? Uh, no, actually I do. I need, I'm having a hard time with this thing. Oh, do you notice you get excited when that happens and I don't have defensiveness? And I'm like, oh, thank you for telling me that. That's awesome. Now I know. You know? It would be a great world, right? But that's the, that's the nature world. Nature wants us to do that. Mother Nature is like, yeah, no shit. She would be screaming right now being like, well, yeah. Has anyone noticed that? Thank God one weirdo from New Jersey learned it. <laughs> <laughs> so what else Jaden any other let's go with some more questions Angela you have time yeah. your yeah. legs aren't huh? getting too tired okay <laughs> we see Angela's working on her discipline we made her stand for the My whole legs. thing <laughs> oh I got I have discipline for days that's right that's right <laughs> oh wait wait she's saying we're gonna do this for days now yes so it's gonna be days <laughs> long that's right <laughs> oh, that actually brings me to an amazing one, by the way, which is like the weight thing. I don't know if I posted this yet, but like the weight of something. So going back to not look to looking at things in ourself, right? So let's just say this was some shit of some kid made fun of me when I was in fourth grade and it bothered me in life, right? If I just hold this coffee cup right now for like this amount of time, it's not that heavy. It's whatever, right? But now if I have to hold this thing for the whole day, how's it going to feel on my arm? This Holy shit, this thing's fucking mm -hmm. heavy as fuck, this thing. And then now all of a sudden I got to hold it for a week. I'm not, I'm paralyzed. I'm done. I can't even move. This thing's going to be so freaking heavy. The actual absolute weight hasn't changed. But the actual weight on me and the fatigue and then what it's doing to me is like totally destroying me, that little thing. Because I never just said, just put that thing down and walk away from it. Wow. You're welcome. No. <laughs> you're, describing my day and, you're describing my day and my workload all day, every day. Right, right. <laughs> I know. It's so true though. It, that's really, really what it is. That's what, for me, it was like that. That's what I realized too. Like these tasks, I was like, Oh, I have this thing to do. I'll just do it later. And then it's like, Oh my God. Like working. I just yeah. got to work out now. My God. But in the morning I would have been like, I'll just work out. Who gives a shit? So little things like that. Jaden, what else? Yeah. And, and I wanted to point out like you were, you're so right about like putting like the, the pressure like on yourself, how you were saying like with Maddie, like I'm going to have this dog like perfectly trained and I totally do that. Like I'm um, like all my life, like I put so much pressure, like just on myself to like, you've got to do this and you've got to perform right. Like you shouldn't fail and all this stuff. And then um, I noticed, I was like, I'm so putting this on Axel. Like if he makes one mistake, I'm like, no, like we got to fix this. Like now, like you got to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said the stuff about the door. I'm like, maybe I'm just like overthinking this. Like, like maybe he's fine. Right. That's like, a great like, one. Like and by the way, sometimes when that happens, I'll give you a piece of advice is when you're like, I'm not sure. Just like step away from it from to a degree for a minute. Yeah, and step away not, from it, like, like how? Like, psychologically. Like, meaning, like, you know what? I'm going to come revisit this thing. I have to, like, let me just get him in. Like, there's situations where, like, I'm, like, I'm trying to work with this dog by another dog, and it just has gone to shit. And I'm, like, all right, this is not working right now. I just need to take this dog out of the scenario and reassess this and figure out a better strategy to come back to it. Yeah. So you're giving yourself that mental space to be able to, like, see different possibilities 
and, and by the way, yeah. being calm there is a huge factor because if you're excited or frustrated or anxious or tense or anything, the, there's, there's too much noise in your consciousness to see like the thing that's actually going to be. Mm-hmm. That could actually work and make a change. Yeah, yeah, totally. Also remember, you are 17 years <laughs> old. Right. And when I started following you, I think it was like a year ago, I saw you on Steve's page and I was like, oh my God, who is this 16 year old with so much like drive right. and motivation? Because that does not exist on a regular basis. Like you are not, it's not normal, you know? So just remember <laughs> yeah. like on days when you're feeling like, it's too much or I'm not doing good enough or whatever thoughts that go through your head. Like you're 17 years old. Who else do you know that's 17 that has as much drive as you do? I don't know anyone else. So just yeah. remember that. Like that is amazing. Great piece of advice. Yeah. It's so true. And, and, and Jaden, I'll tell you that that's something that I struggle with too. Yeah. Oh my God. Big time. So I still, I still deal with it. That's my point. It's not feeling like I've done enough. It's not per. And I literally go like, these guys can confirm I'm seven days a week, 12 hours every day. And I still, sometimes I'm like, fuck, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I got to do another post. I got to do more for them. And I'm like, really? I'm like, wow, I do all that content for free. I give all this stuff away. I don't get paid for any of it. And I'm still like, you're not doing enough. And what did that really Mm -hmm. was when I actually started looking like, oh, let me observe that shit. I found this is something that was not created by me. This is something that was in my life that was created by others. Yeah, yeah. So totally. that's actually not even me. So that's bullshit. So yeah. then I, I, I remove this attachment thing that it's like, you are that. No, I'm not. That's just the behavior that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So then I started, yeah. it's a self-worth thing, really, insecurity. So for me, I would be like, it was, it was when I was honest with myself, I realized it was insecurity that was, that was trying me, that was having me say I'm not doing enough. That's all it was. I wasn't secure enough. With it. And Maybe it meant that when I was younger, I didn't get told I did the greatest job at times, but I actually did. It was interesting. Like I did from one parent, not as much from the other, like different things happened there, but that's like for you to look in for yourself and not judge it. That was the point. So let's just say like you found out, wow, I got all this drive from somebody you grew up with. Right. However, he also did this to me. Right. Or this things happened, blah, blah, blah. Just see those for what they were, see this for what it was and understand that person was on their own journey and dealing with their own shit and they learned it from somebody else. Because we want to just blame others and say, oh, this is what, who do you think taught you this drive and all that? Where'd you learn it from? I think, I, I don't know exactly, but my dad is like very, like like pretty ambitious mm-hmm. with stuff. Um, I don't think as much as myself. <laughs> but he doesn't have to be but that the fact that he showed you that that was uh yeah. it's likely you're more in the middle towards the front type thing, and then you want to go do shit with it and you oh, learn yeah you know what i mean and you learned it from your father this thing of like yo you can go do things and actually you know do it yourself yeah yeah he's an entrepreneur he has this own like landscaping business and and then what he loves to do is he loves to buy things sell them like like cars and, and, and different stuff like that so he's constantly like doing yeah. that and i'm like yeah let's go like i love this let's yeah, do yeah, this. yeah yeah so that's what you learned it from right. so he you were you saw him doing it when, when you were young oh yeah 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 and do you have siblings yeah, yeah i have a I have sister who's 12 years older than me and then i have a half brother who's 18 years older than wow. me. wow 
Interesting. Yeah. Really cool. So yeah, you have a- and, and my sister, my sister's in. She's not a trainer, but she she also has an Anatolian Shepherd. She got one because I got one. Bad decision on her part, but definitely the dog that, that she needed and, and helped her uh, grow a lot. And she's like really into this dog psychology stuff. And awesome. And she she's doing really good now uh, rehabilitating him. Do you have any questions about, well, what, what, do you have any other questions? I don't want to tell you what questions to ask. Oh, you have so many questions, <laughs> but, but what were you this is, this is, I would, I would get, I would ask questions, ask something that's going to give you the most value right now. And I would say my recommendation, if I was mentoring you would be bigger league overall questions than more specific questions about your dog. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a good one okay. could be too. like, uh, Jaden, do you have any questions for Angela? while she's here with us hmm I, I don't like specific to angela yeah about her you know her uh involvement in the dog world how about this how about how about angela you as a woman in the dog world how's that um uh it's <laughs> i think that's an answer in itself you right there just you know yeah, I'm like, how do I, uh, like, how, where do I want to go with this? Because there's so many different ways to go. Right. I'll say like a female and the dog rescue world. Um, I don't know. I feel like people sort of expect you to be this certain thing. And on social media, I never even talk about that I work for Caesar or that I do anything with him because in the rescue world, it's very emotionally charged. Mm-hmm. And anytime that I, you know, say that I, you know, have any involvement with him, um, it can get a little rough on social media. There's a lot of hate on there. Um, I'm very proud of the work that I do for him and with him. Um, and I'm really, I just love that I get to bring all these shelter and rescue dogs over to work with all of these people. And it's so amazing. And I don't think people fully understand, you know, how that is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You just have to really be sure of like what you want to do and how you feel about yourself. Because I was very young when I got into this industry, into the rescue world, and it was rough. Like, you know, people try and tear you apart and they will, I've had some really crazy stuff happen to me and housing that I lived in. I've had like guys stalking me and trying to find out like where I was. I had a guy go and foster a dog through a rescue um, just because he knew that I did training classes for him and he wanted to show up at one of those classes and you know it can be scary so just be careful and be aware um, and really hold your ground like have boundaries it's really healthy to have boundaries in this world and you kind of have to yeah um, especially being a young female so um yeah and so that that was great by the way and it's knowing and what she's really saying also is knowing yourself once you know yourself whatever people are going to say to you in this world like we were talking about these four someone said to me like hey steve you're a piece of shit and blah blah blah, blah. i'd be like anyway because i know my i, I know that was myself. me that was me that was I adam said, when he came it. into work today and i'm like jesus man employees are saying this to me it's ridiculous but no but you know what i'm saying like whatever because i know the self as much not not fully again but but pretty well from really looking at it when people come with that stuff, when I didn't know myself, that's when I was super affected by that shit. Let's put it that way. You know, so the more, how do you combat that? Getting into male and female in the industry and all that. I would rather you just say, well, that's like what I'm going to deal with regardless. So what down here can I do about it now? Which is know yourself. 
And by the way, you have people like me as your back. So if anyone wants to come and say, this woman can't blah, 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 they can come fucking deal with me. How about that? And Caesar too. Uh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I totally understand like what you're saying. Cause like I get a lot of hate sometimes and this is amazing so seven so, so what hit what what like with what i want to know this this is interesting to me like what kind of hate yeah like who i want to know who's giving hate to a 17 year old female who's aspiring to work with dogs so what's the hate to you is it from is it from rescue community oh it's it could just i don't i don't pay attention to where it's coming from like i don't pay attention to what they're saying i'm like whatever like i i don't want to even listen to this negativity i'm just gonna do my thing which i've like learned to do because before i was like trying to respond and like be like but i'm like doing good like this is why i'm doing this and then they're just like boom boom and it's like no like it's not gonna work and, and you told me you told me to just ignore them and 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 not to really respond to them unless i can really give value and, and like maybe they're open-minded to it um, that's to me real love can, because that's not love of responding back to them and trying to prove it and stuff. That's so that actually just feeds this perpetual cycle of them attacking people because they're getting responses. Yeah. Look in neuroscience, it's like they'll tell you just don't respond if you want to give them more pain, kind of thing, because they're not actually receiving the thing. Which sometimes they may need to feel that pain to get out of that thing. I can mm -hmm. tell you that I should have got that because I got people. Through, I used to be. I used to go on people's stuff and be like, look at this fucking da -da -da, talking. Uh, I used to do that stuff. I literally did because I was unhappy, miserable fuck back in the day. That's why. So I did it. You know what I mean? So, but look, that's what I would say is just assessing and evaluating. You know yourself. By knowing the self, you assess and evaluate. Look, this person's clearly coming with anger and tension. They got some things going on and they're trying to bring me down. That's their formula is to bring me down as opposed to try to understand me. So I did that quote a while ago. Don't ever, don't, don't, what was the quote exactly? It was like about the misunderstanding me. Um, don't argue with anyone who's like committed to misunderstanding you. Because mm -hmm. they're, they're committed to a lot of people. If they think that you like Caesar or anything, they're going to say, I'm committed to making sure that I understand this person as an animal abuser. They're mean. She's yeah. terrible. She's da, da 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 this and that. I'm committed to that. And anything you say is this, they'll spin it to fit that narrative because that's the belief. So oh, again, yeah. remember coming back to know and don't know. Those people are coming to you saying they know you. They don't know you. Yeah. Your own parents don't even know you, by the way, really. Yeah, that's true. No, but you know true. what I'm saying? Even my own, like my parents, like yeah. those are my parents. They know, like they know me pretty damn well, but they don't really know me. Yeah. I know me. <laughs> you know you, you when we actually look. So whatever they're saying, and I say also there's the people who can want to build the biggest building in town by tearing everybody else down, or you could just yeah. build the biggest one and help <laughs> everybody else build big ones so we all win. You know, that's the way I see it to be. Yeah. You know what's really fun too is you're like you go on your phone and you see those negative comments. You're like, ooh, these bitches getting blocked today. Yeah, Not yeah. Coming back on your page feels really good too. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. I you know, I used to do it. I would say when people were just coming on my page just to just to hate and just do that stuff, I would I would do it without anger. I would just be like, so they don't have the privilege of seeing my shit for free anymore. <laughs> no problem. That's a privilege. I see it as a privilege to be able to like, I've worked my ass off to get this information. Like like the amount of stuff we've done with dogs and what you're doing now, Jaden, to do this stuff. It's like, to me, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's free, but it also show me some respect if you're going to be on the thing, getting it for free, you know? So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just always look, 
If it was a dog, what would you be doing? Clearly, this dog is unstable. He doesn't want to actually really bite me. He's just unstable. He's coming from a place of fear. And he's going into fight state. That's what those people are doing. They're coming from a place of fear or uncertainty. And they go to fight state. I'm going to attack you for mm -hmm. it. It's unfortunate. But then, and, but if they're not open to seeing it, this is the thing. Like, like I talked to Caesar about we can go around the world and pick a dog anywhere. And I can be like, so today you're going to be rehabilitated because they live in the moment. They don't think. But to a human, I can't do that. They have to be willing and open to be able to go look within themselves. This is like the human species is the only one that can do that shit. So we have to go mm -hmm. within and understand the self. This is, again, look, all these ones, we do them and it's like new dog, new, new person getting into the dog industry, blah, blah, blah. And we're all talking about the self, energy, the... Really, that's really what it comes down to. And people are going to say like, well, when do we really get into the dog training and shit? And I'm like, when you know yourself, you get into that. Where we get into the, yeah, we start getting into it, but it's in a process. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like lead your dog, lead your life. I did that, that saying because if you can figure out how to lead a dog, you could probably figure out how to lead your life. Yeah, for sure. Caesar got all pissed at me. He's like, he's like, no, 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 no. He goes, it's lead your life, then lead your dog. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Because he's saying, the people need to understand. It's them first, then the dog. The dogs know. And I'm like, I got it. But I'm saying for the people who don't know, learning this dog stuff and learning how to lead a dog will give you the ability to lead your own life because you're learning the nature way first. You know, there was one Caesar just said too, it was, it was a podcast he was doing with Calvin. And he was saying that what I'm teaching is natural, simple, profound. I'm not teaching how to make money, really. I'm teaching how to make money natural, super profound because this way, full money, medium money, low money, no money, still natural, super profound in all of them. That's what I'm trying to teach the billionaires, these celebrities and all this shit. It's like, yeah, money, power, fame. I got it. That's great. This is the real shit though. Don't forget about this one. I tried mm -hmm. doing that one and you're, I, I give it to you. You're at a very high level of this human world thing, right? Whoever the celebrity is. Imagine if you had this superpower of mother nature on your side too. And knowing yourself, fuck, you'll take over the whole thing. Yeah. But the hardest thing for people is, especially in that world, is they believe that their their way got them to that thing, that place. So the anxiety that they had to get that actress career, oh, I'm keeping it. That got me to be an actress. You know what I'm saying? The fear that I have or the hate that I have towards this, I'm keeping it because it got me to this role. So they're, they're seeking them up. But if they were living the nature way, they would say, what? That's not love. <laughs> so I can't do that. Let me, let me, okay, this, I got you back in my love thing. Now, let me go back over here. You know, that's not calmness. Oh my God, anxiety is not calmness. So wait, calmness. Now let me go be famous actress. So for you, calmness, you build, cal so how do you build calmness? You're going to practice calmness. Those are breath work things. That's cold shower things. That's meditating. That's everyday meditating at all times. Of, of see, Oh, I just saw myself do that thing that I do. I just saw that. I watched it because I'm conscious now. I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention to my life. Confidence things. Getting out of comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Forced repetition of courage. Trying. To clearly, clearly, you don't have an issue with that as a 17-year-old girl's like fucking posting online and doing all this, right? It's amazing. Love part. Love is, is, that's a whole nother thing in itself. I'll get to that. But then happiness and do things that make you happy, mm -hmm. right? Truly, actually make you happy. Not what the world says you should be happy about. And love, love yourself first. And to love yourself, you got to know yourself. And then to know yourself, you know life then. You're good. Mm -hmm.
So be, yeah. I would rather be broke as fuck, calm, confident, love, joy, than rich as fuck, no calmness, no confidence, no love, no joy. Because I meet a lot of the people. <laughs> then, yeah, 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 don't give me that. I don't have time for that. You don't, but you have time for anxiety? Okay. Yeah. What else? Okay. Um, so I have an, another question. This one is about Ruby. And I think it's a little bit more general. Um, I think I might get caught up in her breed being an Anatolian Shepherd that, that she's like a guardian dog. And I don't know exactly what to allow when she's outside and, and like barking or like guarding um the house so what i do right now is i i stop it at a certain intensity but i do allow her to practice that and i don't know if that's necessarily wrong or if it would be like wrong of me to be like no you you can't do that and but her like breed like she right the breed, the, to do so you're talking about instincts so the breed has an instinct to, to guard mm -hmm. so you yes. you have to be able to just tell them when and when not to Okay. So okay. it's something yep. that she may have to, you, you may have to do that fulfillment, but you don't have to do, really do it in a fulfillment way. You can also just have her not do that. I mean, she's going to be alert to things, but you can tell her to turn it off. Yeah, like have, have an off switch. Yeah, just take over and say, I'm, I'll take the lead from here. So thank you for taking the, alerting me to this. And I know you have this instinct that you're going to do it and you can guard, but I'm leader, so I'll take over from here. Yeah, yeah, and- and so I can I can go out there and be like Ruby knock it off and and she's totally like she she got it have the off switch but sometimes she can't calm down all the way to zero and and I remember you talking about that with like Nico like having like leftover sometimes so like in the house maybe she like alerted and then I go and I look outside and I'm like okay no more and then sometimes she'll keep like poof and then poof and and I'm like, why can't you just like, like relax? Like like I told you, I, I got. She may be venting though too. You have to give her the. You have to give her, like a scenario to vent some of the leftovers out. So because she used okay. to, the pattern was like Angel talked about. The pattern was someone's at the front door. Someone's there. I bark, 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 and I do a lot of barking. Right. So there's a lot of excitement. So now we're asking yeah. her not to do that. So the brain is still uh, conditioned to have that level of excitement towards that behavior or towards the stimulus that's outside. Right. But then putting mm -hmm. her away, say, calm down. She's, she's venting some of it out, which may mean that you didn't settle her all the way prior to putting her to her bed. Okay. Okay. So, um, normally like what I'll do, I'll just say like, like no more. And then I might like face her, give eye contact and then like wait there maybe move into her space and then she'll like, like lay down and then relax. But, and, and then she might continue to do it there like a, a little bit. So I would like, if it's that, is it coming from nervousness? I I don't, I don't think so. Habit. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, she might be like a little bit unsure of like, like what's out there, but she's not, I, I don't really get that like feel from her of like that. You she's could, really like, you could just stay there. Okay, just just stay there, like just watch her and. That's something and to see. I want to see what she does if you just stay there, because she may be waiting for you to when she does. Woo, quiet. Woo, quiet. Woo, no, like that's could be part of the pattern. 
Okay. So, so like she's waiting for me to like address her. Are you la- you're laughing at my impressions? <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> the, it's, it's, so she, woof, so she does like the, my, my point is this is what people don't realize is they do this. They'll tell them like the dog's barking and then they say like, no, or quiet in the loud barking. So that no is going to be associated at a high level of barking excitement. I wouldn't be using much I, verbal if she's like really beyond like two. I would be using more of like going and dealing with her and addressing her. Okay. Okay. That was one that Caesar taught. Like, you know, Caesar will call me every once in a while and he just will be like, I thought of this and, I, and then let's talk about it for like 20 minutes, which is amazing. Like, I love it. Right. What was I just going to say with that? I get to, cause I, <laughs> my brain goes into like him talking about it and I'm like, God, that's like such good shit. Um, <laughs> Because he had said, make sure everybody knows this one. And clearly here one I of them, One of them is definitely that uh, the people need to do it on their own. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's a point he always makes is like doing it on your own. We'll get to it, but I'll, I'll think of it and I'll come back to it. Okay. Let's go with another question, Jaden, what you have there. Okay, sweet. And, and thank you for that. And also, um, so when I, when I go for a walk with her and I'll bring her to my sessions and some of the sessions I do this at like a, like this play field. So like a, like a big park area. Um, and she's amazing with my sessions. I, I think you, you've seen some of the videos. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny cause she like, she knows that these are the people that we're helping and she won't really react to them unless it's like necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, let's say that we're like working together and then way out in the distance, someone like comes and then they start walking their dog and then she'll like, look at them. And then sometimes she may start like growling or like alerting on that. And when we're walking, I don't want that. Like in, in the house, in the yard, that's fine. But when we're out walking or I'm doing a session, I would appreciate if you didn't do that. I don't know if that's like, like too much to, or if I should allow her to do that. What, where does it go? Like, so she's doing the woofing thing and what do you do? Tell her now? Yeah. Yeah. Normally I, I tell her to, to stop. No. Hey. And then it's possible that you could, it's possible depending on her excitement level, if it's low and she's just like, I don't know what to do and I can't help myself with this like guarding thing or the, the protective thing that that's when you can bring redirection. Yeah. And, and also I didn't mention she's like very back of the pack. And so like, like those are like alert too. So it's like amplified. Yeah. So it's even more of a reason to tell her, we don't need you to do that shit. You're in the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what, what were you saying that, about to what? do with her? Re- the what? Oh yeah. With the redirect. <laughs> so that can be a moment where she's like, like, like stuck, like, uh, like, all right, so I can't, fight go into fights later i can't move forward i can't bark at them so what can i do and i'm stuck here that can be where you bring food if she, i don't know if she's food maybe, but if you bring food and go to the nose yeah she's iffy about food then you can fast her a meal too and do it then and then so she's hungry nice okay yeah yeah but people do fast. like it's amazing to me people do fasting like i fast all the time and then like i yeah. say like when i say to people like you know maybe skip breakfast they're like <gasps> and i'm like <laughs> Do you know do you know what this animal was prior to being in our homes and shit? Like people are like, what yeah. miss a meal? How could you? But then I say, When's the last time you walked your dog, ma'am? And they go, Oh, never. And I go, How could you? You know, it's like 
Yeah, but that, totally. that's, that's America, by the way. Don't you dare think about not feeding. Oh my God. But exercise? Um, Fuck that. We don't need to do that. Oh my gosh. There, there's one video I posted of Ruby and, and she's like, like skinnier, but, but she's like, um, healthy and it was like the, the perfect lighting. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you don't feed your dog. Like yeah. maybe I need to get this dog like a hamburger and like just all these comments. Yeah. I'm like, sheesh, you guys need to chill out. Yes. And how you respond to that is the most important. So meaning not how you actually type to them, but an Angela has experience with this. I have experience with this. But how do you actually see them, those? And how would you react to Because that's just the stimulus. That's just them saying something. Gives a shit. How did yeah. you react to it? If you watch it like a movie, amazing. If you are like, why are they? You joined. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's the same thing with a dog. People are fascinated with like, well, I'm with a dog. And like the dog's like acting buck wild. And it looks like I'm just like, like yeah, like whatever. Just calm down, bro. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, how are you able to do that? Because I practice it every day of my life have to because in that moment i need that shit i need to be available so i may as well practice it if someone says like ha 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 you put pack in your in your name of your company dogs aren't pack animals you should read this that okay i just watch it i go okay so clearly someone who doesn't really understand animals yet doesn't really want to and thinks they know so i let them say it okay yeah you know i actually for, for shits and giggles sometimes i would say to people i'd say are you interested in a dialogue on this or are you just interested in just it being a monologue of just telling me what it is? Because I'm not interested in that. Yeah. You just have to remember too, because I, you know, I have a lot of followers on like TikTok and Instagram and all these yeah. different channels. And I'm posting about dogs who look different, dogs who are in wheelchairs, dogs who are missing half of their mouth. And, Freddie. you know, Freddie little chihuahua is very she looks strange you know like i think she's cute and amazing but when i go to post her on tiktok people don't get why i care for her or why i still have her alive because like i i just tell myself those people don't like they don't have a background that i do a medical background that i do they don't see her every day and see what her quality of life is so why should i even care about them yeah and they're not interested they're not interested in knowing yeah. why you care for the dog. Cause if they were, they would ask, so Angela, how come you care for like that dog like that? And that has the issue and you would be able to explain why you did it and why you got into this and da da da. And people would, but they're coming from a place of, they know, look, they have to come from, a, look, these people have to come from a place that they know because the ego is so huge. They have to know everything. So I have to tell Angela what this and you this and da 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 to, to, to feed this illusion that's going on. My point is just see it for what it is. It's unfortunate they're living that way, but that's their decision to live that way. You cannot control it. I tried doing it. I tried to, and it just put me into such disorder trying to control people. It's impossible. Can't do it. So I just realized, all right, let me focus on like the people who are open-minded, the people who want to learn, the people who want to do stuff. And that's the community. Like that's the community. They're like, this is the Angela, like all the TCW people. There's other people who aren't involved with Caesar and stuff that are in the community that I see. We're all supporting each other and doing the right thing, you know? Like, I were always, that's the way, that's, you surround yourself with the right people and you can make that decision. Those people can say whatever you want. They can tell you, I hope you're dead and da da da. That's on you. Next. When you have the ability to do that thing, that's, that's real superpower stuff because then you really know yourself. That's superpower shit. Someone can come at you and say whatever they want and you don't know shit and da 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 da. 
Okay. I mean, yep. Caesar does it. If there's anyone who's taking shit in the dog industry, it's him. And he was so confused by it in the beginning. He's like, why? Why? I'm just teaching these people this dog psychology thing. Why are they getting us? I was like, uh, Caesar, America's super freaking, uh, like, we are so soft here. We are very reactionary. We're, we have so much abundance. We don't know what to do with our time anymore. Like, we, so people are finding ways to deal with themselves and do stuff. And you're a perfect target. <laughs> perfect. And not to mention, oh. I talked, huh? I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a perfect target because you probably aren't even aware of this, but there were there was a period where that the, the force-free and positive-only was really picking up momentum for a while. Because it was, it, it, think about the package. It's a really nice package. All positive, force-free, da-da-da-da-da, mm-hmm. all this thing. Play on words, all the, you know, when we look into it, we know the real thing. But that's what they were they were going with. And all of a sudden, like, I can just envision it. Like, people, like, are at a session and the trainer's saying, okay, on our 19th session, we may bring another dog into this. And the people are like, what? Like, all right, I guess that's the best. And all of a sudden, like, dog whispers on in the background. They're like, how come that dude is getting that psycho dog to walk with that dog in, like, one hour? And you're telling me this is going to take 10 years to do it. So, of course, what would you do? Those people are, of course, going to go attack that thing. Because that's that that is, like... We're trying to sell you this takes so long and all these things and it doesn't work and some dogs don't like other dogs and da 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 da. We sold you on this and now we're going to collect on it. And then Caesar came along and said, without even saying it to them, it said, that's kind of bullshit. This is actually really dogs. I know that because I've been with them since I was a little boy in Mexico. <laughs> so I'm going to educate you all on how to do it. So of course they're going to be like, we have to go after him and attack him and get rid of him. Because he's, because he's bringing awareness as an illusion that we have, even though they didn't realize that it is a big illusion. And to this day, they don't. Someone who says positive reinforcement is the best way to train a dog, I'm like, to do what? How do I train them to not go into traffic? Positive reinforcement? What do you think about positive reinforcement, Angela? Positive um, reinforcement only. No, only. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's like two um, yeah. totally different questions. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, you know, I can't say that it would work for every dog. Um, I mean, I, I'm also, you know, dealing with behavior with dogs with special needs. I have dogs who are missing parts of their brains and, you know, they're, they're kind of, I don't want to say the worst, but the most challenging, Yeah. you know? And so those aren't dogs that you can go up to and feed a treat to they even need assistance eating but right. i have a dog staying with me right now who has something called cerebellar hypoplasia he's missing part of the cerebellum and he needs assistance to eat but he also is very food aggressive and he will try and bite um so if i drop food on him you know it's not like i'm gonna go give him food to take that food oh, away I, because yeah. i have to get it into his mouth so this is a perfect example that positive reinforcement is not going to work for every dog. And I know positive reinforcement isn't just about food, but you know, you really break it down. You just have to become a really adaptable person and what you do, because it's not even always about like the tools and the techniques. It's about you and who you are and how much patience you have for things like that. Because I have to have so much patience throughout my day to get through, you know, so many animals and dogs with behavior stuff and, and physical limitations and all of that. So um, I, I don't agree that it works for every dog. And, and it's also, I think what nobody talks about when it comes to this is like the context too. Because it's like, when yeah. you're asking me, people ask me, so do you do use positive reinforcement? I'm like, yes, a lot. And they're like, 
okay, but give me more. Like, I'm, are you talking about a puppy? Because it's mostly positive reinforcement. <laughs> it's like, that's what puppies are. It's mostly in a little bit of rules, boundaries, limitations, like very low punishment. Even the word punishment gets people crazy, but just look at the quadrants. That's what people labeled it, whatever. We should just change the words so we call it whatever we want. But <clears throat> punishment, if I'm dealing with a red zone dog, there's going to be some more punishment. Um, of course, there's going to be positive reinforcement. In the beginning of the rehab, there's likely going to be more punishment than there is in the end of the rehab because the dog's getting it now. We've, we have uncovered things. And what is punishment? Punish, punishment can be uh, withholding affection. People don't even realize that shit. <laughs> it's, it's mind-boggling to me. Anyway, we could go on to this that, that part of it for whatever, but I think it's really important. Like one day we should do just a specific podcast on that for, for the people to truly see like where we stand on it because I think people think actually we don't really get that shit but i know so many people who get tons of flack from the from that community it says this is this this is that i'm like okay i use tons of it the only difference between me and you is that i will interrupt the dog i will do certain things with the dog that you won't do that's the only difference and i find it to be extremely effective and i find it to be extremely handcuffing to you to not do that so so angela when one of your dogs that has uh like it's a special needs dog and they're having behavioral issues what do you how do you handle that um it depends it depends on if they're considered a dog with special needs because of their physical limitations like they're paralyzed and in wheelchairs um or because they actually have like a cognitive disability or you know they're missing parts of their brain, things like that. So um, with dogs who come in with like neurological type things, uh, I move a lot slower. I have to get really creative with those types of dogs. Um, for I have three dogs with wheelchairs and for those three dogs, I treat them just like any other dog because their thinking ability is the same. Uh, they just move differently. They look different, you know? So it's all the same for them. Um, but with dogs with neurological stuff, you do have to adapt a lot more to them because sometimes they're just not capable of movements with their body that how you need to move move them around and things like that so you just have to really learn and adapt to to those kind of situations that's i mean that's like yeah. the that's like the ultimate of adaptation because it's not something you've seen before you know what i mean it's like wow this is something totally new that you have to literally i mean talk about being in the moment you have to truly be in the moment yeah. to understand like how is this what's happening here that i can like do do something with it Jayden, yeah and i don't know anyone sorry. else out there who's like teaching how to work with dogs with you know uh neurologic like medical stuff right. like it's not really out there so you're out there yeah yeah me <laughs> yeah so take the game and do, yeah. so teach them all how to do it you have a ton of experience yeah. that's it yeah <laughs> Jaden, anything else oh so I, would, I would say okay. that you would this would be the time now to ask the bigger league questions if there are any Okay. Okay. Let let me let me look. Yeah. Go through your how many pages oh, you have. Okay. There? Okay. Um. So I want to like, how do I know if Axel was like truly an aggressive dog? Like, how how would I be able to? He would, he would immediately go after dogs when he sees them. Yes. Yes. So he could like exist like with the other dogs. But like, like sometimes like there, there would be that like instance where like, as soon as like the, the little dog, the terrier like came into the room, boom, like just go after the dog. Yeah. But that can also be, that doesn't mean that he's like aggressive though. 
That means that his outcome is aggression. So there's dogs, in my opinion, this is where it gets a little complicated because Caesar used the terms of like red zone aggression. That's an aggressive dog. That's aggression and shit. So my interpretation of it from him, I've never actually like truly discussed this with him, but my interpretation is it's a dog that you bring a dog in, in presence, like a dog aggression, if you're asking, and they'll move forward immediately. Okay. And I have no issue doing it. Like I've practiced it, we'll do it. <clears throat> there's ones that are dogs are reactive, they're insecure, and there's other things. And then it gets to a result of what looks like aggression. And it is kind of an aggressive act, but it's not like real aggression. It's kind of like those dogs so- when I say like there's a reactivity. I'm like, eh, this is a bunch of bullshit. But it looks big. And it's like, yeah, it looks like aggression and all that. But I'm like, not really. We should come up with like some good terms for that to put that into real whatever. But I would say that real aggression is like you put him near any dogs and he goes after them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's exactly what would have happened in the past. Did you have this dog from puppyhood? Yeah, he was eight weeks. And... He was always like it or no? No, no. Like it, it, it developed. Yeah. So it's behavioral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it, he wasn't like aggressive then. Are, are you saying like, if he was aggressive, like it would have started like. Look, aggression's like, outcome re- of a problem, right? Mm-hmm. That's the outcome of the problem. So there's certain dogs that are going to be more prone to going to that aggression and when people, the problem, let's just say lack of leadership, all that stuff, when that becomes in a dog that's prone to move forward, or let's just say like an Anatolian front, right? That could be a big issue. That could that dog can become very aggressive, for sure. Doesn't mean yeah. that it was born as an aggressive dog. It means it has yeah. the traits that could lead to aggression in imbalance. Mm. So I had a, like, people get crazy with me with this shit. I'm sure most people will say shit because it's like when I when I put the post of like pit bulls aren't born aggressive, people are like, yeah, they are. No, no, no. You don't know about game and prey dry and they were bred to this and gameness. And I'm like, okay, I get all that shit. And they're just talking about prey drive. They're talking about different things. But I'm just, my point is, is that the aggression, yes, dogs can be more prone to going aggressive. But give me that dog from the beginning and I want to see how aggressive that dog gets. Mm-hmm. The problem is, how can I do that? And so they'll just say, oh, well, you just got one that wasn't that aggressive. Like, so there's no point, like, I can't really do it, you know? Because where's the, where's the second dog that was raised a different way? That's the same. Yeah, yeah. So I would just say real aggression to me, like, I, like in my career, is the ones that are like, if I get near, even, even just my presence there, they'll bite. And follow through. Like, they'll follow through. And what I mean by follow through is, like, they'll bite. For real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to to really like know for sure. I would not worry. So- Look, I would say this. Don't get into like, let me determine if this dog is a true no. aggression or not. Forget about that. I would just say, what is causing my dog to have an out, like come out and a result of aggression? Where is it coming from? Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious because mm-hmm. like it, it was interesting to me. I was like, I wonder if if he really like was aggressive and then yeah they're they're not born with it they're not born with it so if you had him since eight weeks it was developed oh yeah yeah Yeah. for sure yeah that's it so then you have to figure out where it was and by the way look something i'm gonna give you i'll let you off the hook a little bit here too with 
what I I call these dogs now, I call them like your your learning dog. So it's a dog that you got that you kind of screwed up a little bit in the beginning because you just didn't know. That was me and Maddie, right? I didn't really know. I think I know this stuff. I'm trying and I'm learning. It's like your learning dog. And that dog is teaching you about dog psychology. I'm not really the one. I'm just like, we're sharing with you. I'm not telling you what to do. Angela's not telling with you. If you notice, we're sharing our journeys, our things, try this, do this, you know, look at this thing, maybe this. I'm not telling you what to do. So that's going to be something that you're going to look at and see where, where, where could I find these things? That's the greatest part though. And when you find it, it shouldn't be like, oh no, it should be like, ah, I see. It's another thing that could have been that, but just know like that this is the dog that you're going to learn from. And then your next dog is going to be so fucking easy. It's like, Nico and these guys are these puppies. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like this should have been harder than it is like raising puppies, but they're like, I mean, these guys are, they were like three months old off leash with no collars all over the place. Recalls this, yeah. that it's just easy. Once you know what you, once you know it, then now you just raise easy. That's what I'm trying to get people to see is like, there may be a plateau or there may be a certain level of rehabilitation you can reach with your dog. Because mm-hmm. my point is this: if I could take, what's the dog's name? Axel, the the lab. Yeah. If we could play God out of nowhere, right? And I took Axel right now from puppyhood and raised him. Let's see where he's at. And you did it that way that you did. Let's see where he's at, right? Yeah. Now, from this point forward, can you still achieve my level with him? In my opinion, probably not. But you can get close. Mm-hmm. that's my theory with people that's yeah. what I'm telling people I was like look if you did this 100% correctly from puppyhood yeah you would have been way better off and we may never even be able to achieve that level because of traumas and things that have happened but that doesn't mean you stand, that dog can't still have a full great life mm-hmm. you see it so being able to understand that is a big one yeah yeah for sure yeah because yeah, you're going to just spend too much time beating yourself up and trying to figure it. Like, just say, I have this dog right now. I'm going to do my best in this moment. Because if you're doing that, stuff, like, well, in the past, if I just did, then, then you're not learning from the dog. Because you're still back in the yep. past again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your goals? What do you want to do? Like, with him or just like What's my... Your dream? my- have you, I mean, you're 17, so there may be zero. And just you're trying or starting right now, but... Do you have anything that you see yourself doing, you want to do, you want to be, or what? (laughs) I have so much ambition, like this whole picture of like everything that that I want. I want to do like like what you're doing. Um, For sure, definitely have like, like a dog psychology center, like bring balance to like the Seattle area. There's like not really anyone like you guys here in Seattle. There's similar people but only like maybe a couple but but no one like like you guys and so I want to do that here for sure and and then like educate like as as much as I can that's why the content I post out it's not like what most trainers do like it's like like most trainers don't post like the the raw stuff or like the super uh um controversial stuff right that that's why i post like more of that so like kind of like what you do i really liked the stuff that you post it was so helpful so like i want to just give out information and then like teach people and yeah just so much stuff 
getting into rescue could be cool in the future too. Um, but I, I like the behavioral stuff, like really like working a dog, like hands on. I love that. And just want to like scale it like huge. I'll give you a good piece of advice, which is if you're going to do your own thing, just know you become a business woman, no longer the dog person. So it becomes business woman first dog person. Number two, I tried forever to be like, yeah, I own a business and I'll just be the dog trainer who owns a business. That doesn't work. Just so you know. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to get involved in that world, just know you have to start learning about business because there's going to be people out there in that business world is money, power, fame world. And there's some cutthroat mother effers out there. They'll tell you they're going to try to come after you and do things. So you just understand that game. Yeah. It's a whole new thing to learn. So you have to understand. So my point is if your passion truly is the dog thing, you may consider going to find someone who has more of the passion with the business thing and partner with them. Mm. Don't Mm. partner with people who are similar to you. It's not smart because then you have two of you and then you're just going to clash. Like if you're really dogs, I love behavior. I love psychology. I love this stuff. Find someone who's like, I really love like building businesses. I really love like promoting and marketing and sales Mm -hmm. and liability and legal. I love that shit. Like, you know, do that together. That's a better one. And then like bring that person in and they can help you like build that up. Yes. Or go work for someone so you can learn Mm -hmm. the shit and then you go Mm -hmm. find someone who can be that, that version for you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you gotta be able to know what to do. Like and see the stuff and like, so what are, what are, what do they do? Like what, what happens here? What happens at a place? Like, you know, what is Angela doing with her dog? What, what do they do? What are these people doing? That's what I did. And what I do with the dog psychology center, I'm gonna watch Caesar. See what he does. Okay. Got it. And then I started going to the dog daycares and, and boarding places. And I was like, what? This is what they're doing. Okay. So now I see the lane. This is obvious. Let's bring dog psychology yeah. to this fucking care industry. It's so obvious. And that's what we did. And here it goes through the roof. Yeah, that's awesome. But remember, like, I lucked out because I love the business stuff too. So I like got into this, like, yeah, entrepreneurs or dog business, da da da. I didn't even know what entrepreneur was. It just sounded cool on Instagram back in the day. So I was like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I'll do all these things. And then realized, fuck, I need to know about all this business and learn all this stuff. And I'm making a lot of mistakes. I'm wasting money. I don't have, they don't even have a con, even a liability contract. I could get sued and all this stuff, right? Yeah. But I really liked that stuff. So for me, it ended up working out that I've been able to grow this business. I didn't need that other person. But what I'm saying now is I'm actually leaning into doing less consultations, less of that stuff, so I can do more of the business and more of the content and train my staff. Because that's my next phase of what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. I I think I'm similar to you. I I like like that business stuff. Yeah. And I have a drive for, for both which is cool. Um, I, I'm just now like kind of getting into the stuff of like more logistics of, of like tax stuff, like with the business and like, like I- insuring myself and, mm-hmm. and like, like sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. Like I, I got all this stuff. Like this is so important. Yes. Yeah, it is. It yeah, is. And- mm-hmm. Very important stuff. And it's either, like I said, can you, there's nothing wrong. You're going to have to, I would learn it anyway. Learn business terms. Go yeah. on like a like some. I could send you some stuff too. I'll send you some things. I'll, I'll do that. I'll send you some things on business so you can learn about some business stuff. That was that was valuable Thank to you. me. Yeah. So I'll send you a couple of videos on that if you want to learn that. Uh, but feel free to ask me business questions too in the future. Oh, 
thanks. Yes. Thanks. All right. I'm feeling uh, bad for uh, Angela's legs here. Yeah, um, I know. She, it looks like she's. <laughs> We're like, like talking all this business, shit. Angela. Like, I gotta been, feed Freddie right now. She's been slumping over like <laughs> ca- uh, gradually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's do one more question and then we'll end it on that. Well, yeah. You have one more question, Jaden. We're gonna give you one more. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna pick. Pick wisely. Oh man, there's like two like good ones. You can you can message me the second one. I'll do it in a post. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um. Okay, okay. I'll I'll ask I'll ask this one. Um. So, like, how how do you stay consistent with what you're doing? Like more specifically, like with your work with your personal dogs. Um. I feel like. I'll see like all these issues. I'll see these issues with Ruby, see these issues with Axel. And in the past, I would tackle every single one of them as soon as I saw them. But I never would set up like a schedule of like, okay, I'm going to do walks every single day. And my focus is walks, right? And and so I'm trying to like change that. And, and I struggle with the consistency. Angela, did you get that or no? I think, I think so. Um, I think it's really important for you to have like, I don't know, it's really important for me to have daily rituals, especially my day is really busy. And so if I want to stay consistent with living as many dogs as I have, it can be challenging for me some days, because I have so much to fit in one day that I'm just aware that when I'm not consistent, what it creates, you know, And I think having that awareness is really important because I take all the pressure off of me. My dogs aren't perfect. They do things I don't like, but I have so many here that I have to choose my priorities, you know? Um, And I mean, you you haven't heard any of the dogs since we've been on this. So at least I can do that, you know, but um, I'm just, I stay consistent in like my daily life and my daily routine for things that I give myself because I don't have a lot of time throughout the day. And so I think that's really important. Um, And just knowing, like, creating enough time for you to stay consistent about stuff. Like, don't overbook yourself to where you have to rush through steps, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's smart. So is is the real question you're asking, how do you manage, like, dealing with other dogs and your own? Uh, um, More so, like, like how how do you stay consistent with, with what you're working on with your personal dog and, and maybe like select what issue to actually work on. Cause mm-hmm. there's so many issues. Yeah. Staying focused for sure. And, and learn that issue. So let's just say you're dealing with resource guarding, like learn resource guarding. That's one that's really good. And, and, and you could do that of at your age. I mean, you could pick one thing of like the most, I would say, what are the biggest most obvious things that people deal with excitement, anxiety, like those. And what, what can I do about that? I'm going to master it. I'm going to learn about this excitement thing. I'm going to learn about this anxiety thing. I'm going to learn about this resource guarding thing. I'm going to learn about separation. And I'm going to learn that until I'm so bored that I can't even look at it anymore. Cause it's like in the back, it's like, Oh my God, here we go. Separation anxiety again. Get to the point that I am was when someone comes there or I'm like, like, I can be okay. Let's go to the front door. So step number one, we stop at the front door and settle the dog. Perfect. Step number two, open the door. Wait there at the door. Great. Nope. No go yet. Hold on, human. You're rushing again. <laughs> so it's like you could do the. Yeah. It's gonna be like so easy to do it. Just stick with. 
But don't just, again, I wouldn't say just stick with separation anxiety to become the master of that. But there is a thing, by the way, you could be the niche trainer who knows separation anxiety the best. That's how, that's where I believe this dog industry is going, where it's going to be people who are the separation anxiety specialist, the uh, arouse specialist, the dog reactivity specialist, the human aggression specialist. Like, they're going to be specialists in all these different things, you know? So my recommendation is to like learn as much as you can. Yeah. But then there's ones that, you know, I really am interested in that. I don't know enough about it. Stick more in that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But consistency is just making time. Like you said, like I literally just made a schedule yesterday. I put every day the things that I need to get done, like certain things. That's like literally I have the, the thing says whim, wake, no, wake, whim, like water, post pills or some shit like that. It's not weird pills, by the way, everybody. It's my supplements. Okay. It's like dope up on Xanax. No, no. Yeah. No, but it just, it's like fish oils and then, you know, all that kind of stuff to get my, for, for my hormones and everything like that. But that's what I do. I make a schedule. To, so I'm going to do that. I, on what's also on the schedule every day, work my dogs is on the schedule. I fit yeah. it everywhere, every single day. I make time for it. And that's time where it's like, no, that's time that put the phone away. I don't care what else is going on. I got to work my dogs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, time. Making a, getting organized is a very big challenge for me, but I would say it's one of the most important tasks, especially when you're going to be in business. Mm-hmm. So the dogs are going to are already teaching you about business, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. I I feel like Axel has helped me so much become like way more mature and like um or organized and just just doing what i need to do throughout the years and like i, I could see it in school and- but don't give up the um the kid in you oh d- did you say the kid yeah yeah for sure so is it making you mature and all that okay but i you can see that look for your age it's obvious to see that you're a mature young woman however i'm saying doesn't mean you have to become a very serious person have that, mm-hmm. remember the happiness side, the fun side, the joy. It's a very important yeah. one to not give up. Because people, I'll tell you, when I went through high school, and everyone told me, you need to fucking grow up, pal. You need to grow up. You ain't going to get nowhere. Um, I'm getting somewhere, <laughs> and those people are still teaching in the high school, probably. <laughs> not saying that anything about teachers, but what, you know what I'm saying. Like They're the ones telling me what I was yeah. going to be. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're probably telling more people to do it. So they can say what they want to do about it, but... What do you really want to do? That's what you have to really be honest with yourself. What do I want to do? And, if, and here's, a, here's the greatest piece of advice of this whole thing. If you don't know, that's so normal for a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. The world on Instagram and TikTok is going to be telling you, you better know your career and become TikTok famous tomorrow. And if not, like, like Angela, you know, like TikTok famous. So, <laughs> but, but what is that going to bring you? Angela has a confident love of joy and the TikTok, right? Not not just TikTok. It's a big difference. So learn yeah. to self. And then that's the same. It's natural, super profound, no matter where you go. 10 million followers, one follower, whatever. Share your journey. I'm telling you, like, I would watch it. I mean, you got that's what got me interested. It was you being into this dog thing to watch it. Not some I'm I'm not me personally, I'm not gonna come to your page for advice on dog psychology. Right? However, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. But in the future, I but I am coming to your page to see watching your journey of becoming. That's very interesting to me. Wow. 
So today, and this is, by the way, here's your, you have a blog right now. You can do about this whole thing. <laughs> Talk about this. So I ended up, what did I get out of talking with Steve and Angela? Steve, I didn't get shit out of it, but Angela, what she told me was, da, 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 <laughs> you know, and then we got all this stuff out of it, right? That's, that's it. I mean, I, I know people would be, there's a lot of my followers and I know a lot of Angela's followers would be very interested in your experience and talking to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think my followers too would be interested as well. Hell yeah, big time. And that's, that's also not to mention your networking too. Mm-hmm. That's another thing of leverage, of leveraging other people's stuff. I mean, Angela's made a name for herself. I made a name for myself. You can leverage us now. <laughs> that's networking. That's right. That's good yep. networking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And people get like sometimes like, um, oh, I don't know if I should do that. That's what I was like in the beginning. I was like, that feels a little weird. And uh, it just felt weird because I'd never done it. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really networked and tried to help other people. I was just like, I don't give a shit. I'm just doing my own thing. But that was my old self. Mm. Yeah. So I was just, you're in a great position. Great position. This is one where you just have to be patient. Look, I would tell you hustling, yes, huge with patience. So short term in the mic in the micro, short term right here, work hard. Put effort to this shit. Right? But in the macro, ultra patience. What I do here in this place is I'm slowing everybody down. But first I had to slow myself down because I was I was on the path to making errors in business because I just want to do it fast. Mm-hmm. And get to like the place. But it's because I, if I was being honest, I was Wanting to build a business so I could show others how cool I was because I built a big business and I know all this shit about dogs. And it's like, that means I'm living my life based on other people. Everything mm-hmm. changed for me when I said, I'm going to live this life the way I like, not so much that I want, look, you have to look at yourself because then who's the I that says I want to live this way? Because it could be like, I want to live like a fat fuck who like eats food all the time <laughs> and drinks and da, 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 like I used to, right? Like I could say that's what I wanted to do. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, it's okay to not know what you really want to do. And, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to give you, like, articulate the best thing I can give you as a 17-year-old. I would just say you're so young and you have such a future to just patience, 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 patience is probably the best advice I can give you as a 17-year-old. Look ahead, too. Like, you have these goals now. Become really clear on those goals. Write them down, you know, and think about – this was the mistake that I made when I was young is I had a bunch of goals, but I didn't think I was always in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think like, okay, in five years, how, you know, one to five years. Yeah. Yeah. How do Mm -hmm. I get that goal? What can I be doing now today to get me to that goal? And that's the mistake I made when I was, and I've worked hard since I got my first job when I was 14. Like I've been working hard, you know? but if you want a facility, like start putting money away for it, stay on top of your taxes so that you have proof of income, like start learning what will get you that facility. You know, I wish I would have done those things sooner so that I could have a house now today, you yeah. know? So you're so young. Um, you have a huge advantage right now. Huge. Thanks. And I'm very fortunate to have uh, my mom and my dad, my mom, works for for state farm she has like her own like agency and then my dad is an entrepreneur so they already kind of know some of this stuff and yeah. and they're helping me through it. and i'm like wow like this is like so nice of them to like kind of coach me it's amazing you have you have good parents to then leverage off of when it comes to business advice 
Hey dad, mm-hmm. what would you do? I'm thinking about doing this. What would you do? You know? Yeah. One thing too is like, I love to do the reverse engineer thing. So let's just say like in, when I'm 27, I want to have a full functioning Maddie ranch of my own. So then reverse engineer it backwards to today. Yeah. What does that look like? What is the things you need to do? Mm-hmm. That's it. Go from there and then say, well, to have that many people, I would have to have all this staff. Okay. So I'd have to be able to yeah. know in payroll. I'd have to know benefits. I'd have to know this, how to manage people. I probably need a manager. Okay. So I have to hire a manager. I could put that in. Got it. Then I would need to space. So I have to pay. So how much do these places cost? Well, how much money do I have to put down? How much, you know what I'm saying? Like, like how much yeah. mortgage can I take? Can I do that? But I don't want to confuse you, but there's a lot of things that you can figure it out yeah, as yeah. you start looking into it. And be, it seems like a lot when you look at it from the beginning, but if you just break it down to the steps, just focus on the steps in front of you. One step in front of you. Doesn't matter. You got me mm-hmm. off the couch. Take one step, dude. Just take this one step. Don't think about rehabilitating yourself fully from this mess that you're in right now. Just take this one fucking step forward and let's just go build upon that. That's again, the patience mm-hmm. of being able to do that thing. Yeah. We got to get you out here at some point to come see the Maddie Ranch. Oh my gosh, I would, I would love that. My mind would actually be blown. Yeah, we have to do that. So let's set that up. We'll get you out here one time, and you can learn some stuff while you're out here. See some stuff. Oh my god. Yeah, that'd yeah. be really good. Maybe yeah, the summer like, or something. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, that'd yeah, be good. Like, and we can document it too and show it to yeah. this. That'd be good. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, um, yeah. Angela. You talk about your CBD, so we know where to get the CBD from. Yes, uh, my CBD company is called Free to Be CBD. You can go to freetobe.store to purchase it. And $5 from every bottle that's sold goes back to rescue. So I'm still, you know, trying to be creative in the ways that I can raise money for, you know, even the dogs that I take on through other rescues, um, as well as helping dogs with a really great product. It's all lab tested, it's organic, it's vegan, it's amazing. Um, so it's free to be dot store. Awesome. And you let me know anyways, I can help you as always. Thank you. Keep me posted. <laughs> and by the way, I'm going to be hitting you up. Angela, I'm going to be hitting up just so you guys know for rescuing farm animals for the ranch. We're going to be working yeah. together to do that. So she's going to help me with that process when we get going with that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Great. Jaden, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. You have a great career ahead of you. So just stay calm of and confident. Course. Stay loving, stay joyful, master that shit, and then you're going to go learn the, all the fun stuffs of life. The money, power, fame. Yeah. Don't worry about that so much. You'll get it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much again for having me on and everything that you've helped me with too. Of course. It's my pleasure. It's, 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 you know, it's me paying it forward. This is what I, I really enjoy doing. I know Angela does that. I bring on the people who I know who have been through it, who are truly know it and want to pay it forward to the people. Because we, I'm sure Angela sees herself in you and I see myself as in you as a young getting into the industry and stuff. What are things that I could have given myself back then? What are those pieces of advice that I could have given myself that would save me some heartache and some stuff and got me a little bit just avoiding the BS and just some advice that could, so you're like, ah, oh, if I just do this, that's what it is. So it's, mm-hmm. that's what I want to be able to give the the community. So hopefully you got a bunch of value out of it today. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be rewatching this many times. Hell yeah. It's amazing. Times. And we'll set it up. We'll get you out at the ranch. We'll get you out here learning stuff. I don't know like what your plans are for doing stuff, but maybe that's even something you could consider coming out here for an extended time. So you could learn how things work out here. So you can really learn uh-huh. about a business, you know? I would, I would freak out. I, I would love that. That would be amazing. 
So see how, just so everybody's watching, see how she responded to that about how she would freak out and let, that's what I'm looking for for people who want to work at the ranch, just so you guys know. <laughs> There's the cheat code if yeah. you want to work here, but don't bullshit when you do it the fake way when you do the interviews, you know? <laughs> she's Thank good, you guys. She's a good actress. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Thank you guys. It's been amazing. Um, what else? We're good for today, right? Yeah, we're, we're awesome. Thank you, girls, for making the time. Angela, yeah, thank you so much for making the time. I know how busy you are with all the dogs you have. Jaden, thank you again for making the time today. Um, I'll see you. Are you going to be on March in L.A. or no? Yeah. Okay, see you in March. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What the hell am I talking about? Yeah. See you in March. Um, Jaden, we'll get something set up to get you out here, and we'll document that, and we'll keep that. So you're going to share your journey. Jaden, where can we find your Instagram so we can follow your journey of becoming the next greatest trainer in the world or dog psychologist in the world? Uh, it's balanced underscore canines and canines is spelled K-9-I-N-E-S. We can put it on the thing? Yep. Okay. So we'll, we'll put the writing so you have that too. And Angela, what, what is yours? At Deserving Dogs. And if you want to follow my amazing little dog, it's at ready underscore Freddy underscore. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you guys. Amazing one. Have an awesome day. Love you guys. And we'll see you guys soon. Have an amazing one. Stay calm and confident. Love you guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye.